0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Meeting. My name is Katie G. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, October 7th, 2019, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today, we are reading from the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter, How It Works. We are on page 59, starting with the second paragraph, Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. We're going to read through step three, ending with to the care of God as we understood him. And we're going to focus our comments on steps one, two, and three. Today's readers are, and thanks for your service, the 12 steps of OA is Bonnie M. The 12 traditions of OA is Pat M.S. And readers of the text are Anita J. Stu L., and Russ M. The reference number for yesterday's special edition, Sunday, October 6th, 2019, is 13485. That is 13485. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Bonnie M. to please read the 12 Steps.
1: Bonnie, please go ahead.
2: Hi, this is Bonnie M. and I'm reading the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Bonnie. All right, I'm now going to ask Pat M.S. to please read the 12 traditions. Pat. Good morning, family. Can I be heard? Loud and clear, Pat.
3: Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is the one ultimate authority a loving God that he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leadership of trusted servants, they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has for one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six. An OA group ought never endorse finance or lend an OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest money—excuse me least problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight. Our ethos, anonymous, should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues since the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public, excuse me, our public relation policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, fans, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Have a great day, family. Thanks for letting me be a service.
0: Thank you, Pat MS. How our meeting works? In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book. We are in the chapter, How It Works, page 59, starting with the second paragraph. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. We are reading through step three, ending with to the care of God as we understood him, and we're commenting on steps one, two, and three. And I am now going to ask Anita Jay to get us started. Good morning, Anita.
1: Good morning to you, Katie. This is Anita Jay from Massachusetts. Uh, Recovered really through the grace of God. Here are the, the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. And two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. That's all. Three simple steps, right? Those simple steps took me 36 years to finally surrender to them. That's, this is all kind of done internally. I don't have any worksheets for step one. My life was the worksheet. All those meetings, everything I went to, all my years of experience, watching myself go from... Casual eating, humorous eating, too vicious, vicious, vicious eating, um, that surrender on step one was the hardest thing I ever did because that step two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. I couldn't come to believe that because I still thought I had a way out. I had some strategy. I wish I hadn't been so darn creative. It just delayed it all. It was like going into an abyss. And yet, what did it turn out to be? Once I surrendered that there was something greater than me, and it's a loving, it's loving, That that surrender turned out to be not into any abyss, but into the warm, loving arms of something greater than myself. And because I do come from a more religious, I call it God. Whatever you call it. It's, It's there and it's real and it will help you. And it's helped me way beyond the food. But of course I came in because of the food. That was the first thing. These three have to be solid. You know, I could do step four. I've done some step fours. I defy anyone to say, hey, you left something out. No, but it was step that was very nice. If I didn't mind still going into the, um, you know, large women's department. Because it alone didn't do it. It alone didn't do it. I had to concede to my innermost self about these three steps. And then, you know, it's been this life second to none. I don't want to jump ahead. But the point is, with laying the fine foundation, what, what's good of buying all this lovely furniture if the floor isn't solid? If it's sand, I keep thinking. Time, please. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. Well, that is it. You, You get the point, you guys. I pass.
0: Thanks, Anita. Please don't apologize. Just timing us to keep us on track. Thanks so much for your share. All right. Before we begin, I just want to remind us all we are in the chapter How It Works. We're on page 59, starting with the second paragraph. Here are the steps we took. We are ending with the um with step three and we're gonna focus our comments on steps one, two, and three. So I'm gonna take names from people who haven't shared in the last couple of days. Please go ahead. got Kim,
4: Kelly
0: G. Asks, G. L. Oh, I go. Kim G, Kelly, Do, Jack- and then New York. Who is who is from New York? Jackie B. Jackie B from the Bronx. Okay, yes, the that's New York. Reva P mm-hmm. and one more, Lauren N. Lauren N. We have you, my friends. Oh, fantastic! So I have Kim G, Kelly S, Jackie B, Du L, Reva P, and Lauren N. So if you're not Kim G, please mute your phones. Good morning, Kim.
5: Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G. I've been recovered since January 2011, and and you know as we go through these steps shortly. I, re- I remember high school when, you know, I didn't want to read a book. So I had to do a book report. And what I would do was I would get the cliff notes and I would get a C and i settled for that. You know, and we've been talking about the last couple of days that half measures availed us nothing, that the results will be nil unless we let go absolutely. And this page 59 is only the cliff notes. You know, in my, my personal experience in a way, the only exposure I got to the steps at many meetings was that they read them at the beginning of the meeting. So I just kind of want to look over, when I was doing the cliff notes of, of these steps, what did that look like? So in step one, m- many meetings in New Jersey, they start out with how many, how many of the compulsive overeaters readers are here besides myself, and I would raise my hand. But what I realize now is what I was raising my hand to was I'm fat, and I don't want to be fat anymore, or I'm no longer fat, and I'm terrified of getting fat again. And I would read this step as we admitted we were powerless over food and that our lives become unmanageable. I never saw the dash. So the first four chapters that we've gone over tell me about what powerless means, that I have this twofold nature, that I have an allergy to the body and I have a mental twist. And the big part for me was I had to see my powerlessness in sobriety. The reason I need the 12 steps is not because of the allergy. That can, be, that can be removed from my body. The problem is I have an insane mind that tells me to go back. That's where my powerlessness Then in step two, I thought it said I must believe now. I need to define this God now. I need to connect with this God now. You know, I was talking to a sponsor the other day, and she was saying, and she's in step one, and she's saying, I'm trying to enlarge my spiritual life. I'm praying every day, but I still want the food. And I said, good news, you're not enlarging your spiritual life yet. In a 12-step program, step one, and two, and three are decisions and conclusions. We enlarge our spiritual life in four through nine and then practice that enlargement in 10, 11, and 12. See, in one through three, we're being convinced that we need to enlarge our spiritual life. So step two is not having a belief in a power. If it was, it would be a two-step program. Step two is, is trying to teach us, do we need a power? And that conclusion of meaning of power propels us to step three. I thought step three was Santa Claus. I'm gonna give God a laundry list of things he's supposed to do. I'm gonna turn my life and my will over to him and when he doesn't do what I want, I'm gonna quote unquote take it back. But I was taught in this big book that step three is me finding out I suck as the manager of my life and I'm gonna make a decision to turn over my life to God, which is a skill set of four through nine And in 1011, I turn it out. Man, does it make sense why I always got a C in high school when I used the cliff notes and why I continued to relapse in a 12-step program trying to work the cliff
0: notes. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G. Okay, next up, we'll have Kelly S. as in Sam and followed by Jackie B. Good morning, Kelly. Good
6: morning, Katie. It's Kelly S. Kelly E-Y-S in Oklahoma Recovered Compulsive Eater and um, I just really um, wanted to share all these steps because, you know, you guys know I've been around a long time and I know um, Anita's share was wonderful about one of the things I realized after being in this room for decades, um, admitting I was par- powerless over food and accepting I was truly powerless with two different things. You know, I came in, there was just a bunch of verbiage to me. And I'm like, I'm powerless, I'm powerless. You know, I go back to eating. I always pick up again, I'm powerless. But I never really understood the part, you know, more about alcoholism. Um, And she talked about that. You know, we learned that we had to fully concede to our innermost selves that we were alcoholics. And it says this is the first step in recovery. And then again, it talks about if we are planning to stop drinking, there must be no reservation of any kind, no lurking notion that someday we will be immune to alcohol. And I never accepted that in my heart. So, you know, a lot of you guys would say, well, I stayed away from my things, and it took kind of a physical allergy. I never even did that long enough. I never even made it a freaking year of abstinence for three decades in these rooms because I'd always pick up because I never had that true acceptance. And then also, you know, like Ken shared, I didn't get that dash part, you know, that our lives had become unmanageable, which sounds pretty crazy because I lived in the bedevilment all the time, you know. But I, for years, just wanted this to be about the food, and the weight, and the behaviors, you know, I didn't understand that I had this spiritual malady, and that my life was unmanageable manageable because of the spiritual malady, I just kept thinking, if I could get my eating, my weight, my exercise, all those things under control, then I'd be okay, right, so of course, I had to get to that true acceptance, and I had to truly accept that my life wasn't manageable, and I lived in the devilments abstinent or not, and then
0: Hey, Kelly S, I've lost you. Kelly? Kelly S, please press star one to unmute your phone. It sounds like someone's unmuted. I can hear a TV, but it's not Kelly. Kelly? Kelly, I can't hear you. Are you there? Katie,
7: Katie, Katie, that voice is Kelly. Something happened to her phone.
0: Okay, thank you for the clarification. I apologize for not understanding that. Okay, so we're going to pause then and we'll go over to Jackie B. Kelly, I'm sorry we missed you. Jackie B, are you available? Yes, this is Jackie B from the Bronx. Can I be heard? Yes, please go ahead.
8: Okay, hi. Thank you, everyone, for your shares and for the service that you do. Um, I've been in a program, I, I totally ditto everything everybody said. Um, my experience is, is that over more than 20-something years, I thought this the way I would get this program was via, you know, writing 120-something uh, questions, really delving in step one, two, and three by doing a million questions. When deep down inside, all I had to do was just understand that once I took away the um, the foods that triggered the allergy, that continued the obsession, and finally quiet my mind so that I am able to hear and read the big book, then all of a sudden it started to make sense. You know, like that um, you know cartoon, the big light bulb went off. But then I had to realize, unmanageability? No way. Yes way. Living in mounds of dirt and, and confusion. Living with, um, blaming everybody else in the world for my compulsive overeating. Making it like, you know, if I don't do carry the world, the world will not revolve. Um, today I understand that I'm powerless. All I can do is believe that as long as I'm a compulsive overeater, every day I have to connect some way, somehow to my program and remember that I don't have the answers. I have the willingness to work the program, to understand that everything that I see is always distorted. So the only way to undistort it is to ask my power greater than myself How do I work today? Even when I'm behind the wheel, when I'm driving, I have to ask God to help me because I want to think of 10 million ways of how I can get to work faster in this traffic. It ain't happening. So I have to say, God, you just help me stay focused. Stay focused on the fact that I have to drive and I'll get there when I get there. The world will not end if I come in 8.04 or 8.30. The world will not uh, disintegrate if I don't do what I think I have to do. My expectations got me where I am to 373 pounds. Today, I have clarity, I have weight loss, and I have sanity one day at a time. It has to be worked every day. And I have to do an inventory every day, you know, and I have to be willing to say, I don't have the answers, but I'm willing to seek it through this program, through the big book, to all of you, and thank you. I pass.
0: Thanks, Jackie V. Okay, before do um, we continue with you, I'd like to give Kelly an opportunity to wrap up her share. Kelly, would you like your final minute? I'd love to hear what you have to say. Press <laughs> on. Hi, Katie, can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, yeah, I, I can hear you. There's an echo, but um, let's try it. We, we wanna give, give us a minute.
6: Yeah. Is it speckly? I don't know what's going on with my phone.
0: You know what? I can hear you. So let's just, let's, let's wrap you up. Go for it.
6: Oh crap. You guys, I'm sure that was the best share of my life and y'all missed it. Okay. So anyway, I have no idea what you heard, but I just want to say that um, I'm grateful today that I have that true acceptance you know, that true acceptance. I have no lurking reservation, but I, I understand the dash. I can't live in unmanageability today in the bedevilment and put the food down, and that I have to have this higher power. And I, you know, for years I did one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and it absolutely got me nothing. And I know we're getting ready to go into all these steps, and we read these steps in the meetings too, you know, and so I have to live in all 12 steps every day. But I just really wanted to share with you guys that was what my point here today was that. I, it took me years to realize that I only admitted, I only gave verbiage to step one. I never really, really had that um, true concession to my innermost self. And without that, I cannot work the rest of these steps. And so today I'm grateful that I do understand I am the real compulsive overeater that big book talks about. Thanks for that chance, Katie. I appreciate it. I pass.
7: Hey,
0: thank you, Kelly, and thanks to all of us. Uh with the technological difficulties including my ears. Okay, next up we will have Do L and then we're gonna have Reva P. Do, please go ahead. Good morning. This
4: is Do L recover compulsive overeater. Thank you so much. Um here are the steps we took as a suggestion of a programmer recovery. And that's what we're looking at, right? We're looking at taking these steps, being free from the obsession of the mind. And the allergy of the body and how we're going to do that is going to tell us precisely and steps one to three are conclusion steps right we have to know who we are and then four through nine is action steps what we're going to do about it and then 10 through 12 is the maintenance of that so now we're focusing on the conclusion steps what is the conclusion that i have to you know come to First, I have to admit that I am the real deal. I am the compulsive overeater, the one that has an allergy to my body and an obsession in mind. You know, I have to admit that I'm bodily and mentally different from other people and that when I try to uh, control these foods, I am powerless over them because I can't control them. I can't do anything about them. And, you know, and what it leads to is unmanageability. So the first conclusion I have to come to is that I'm powerless that I have no power over my life over anything, including my alcoholic bench foods. The second one is coming to believe came to believe in a power greater than ourselves to restore us to sanity. so I have to come is a process in coming to believe in a power greater than yourself. so you don't have to worry about it. you know you just have to make the effort just to make that initial contact with your, your higher power. And what what the hope is, is that you're gonna be restored to the same way of eating and the same way of thinking around your food. That's 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 the promise of the big book, you know? And you have other benefits, but at this point in time, that's all you need, that's all you need, you know? And then the third step is made a decision. And that's where we are, we're in how it works. It's giving us a synopsis of what that looks like they're going through the itinerary of what's to come to make that decision i need to know how to make that decision if i'm going on a trip i need to know what my itinerary looks like before i make the decision to take the trip right so they're giving you a a a breakdown of that and that's to turn my will and my life over to the care of god as i understood it and that's going to be broken down as far as what that looks like you know First, I have to concede that, you know, I, myself will run right. can't work. I have to quit playing God and I have to turn my life over to God. So the steps show you how to do that. And it shows you, and I'll conclude with this, it shows you how to be relieved of the obsession of the mind and the allergy of the body so that you could
0: do this happily and free. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Duell. Next up, we're going to have Reva P. followed by a special announcement. Reva, please go ahead.
9: Good morning. This is Reva P., Grateful Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. And the things that struck me this morning um, are the first sentence, here it is, here are the steps, here is how it works. So that reminds me, if I do what other recovered people have done, I will get the positive results that other people have gotten, and any time I'm trying to figure things out and analyze um, to figure out what I'm supposed to do, I'm in the wrong place because here, here it is. Here is what I need to do, follow the steps uh, completely and in the order they're presented. And where does it begin? It begins with admitting I can't do it. I don't have power and step one for me is not just about the food, everything becomes a step one issue. Every time I'm in collision with life, with people, with situations, it's because I'm not admitting, I'm not in control, I don't have the power. And then the process begins starting with one, I can't do it, Um, I can't, I need the power And what's really striking me today the most is when I make the decision to turn my thinking and my actions over to the care of God, for some reason this business of care really struck me today. And I looked up the definition of care, and it's the provision of what is necessary for the health, welfare, maintenance, and protection of someone or something. And the synonyms are things like safekeeping, and trustworthiness, guidance, and that's what I'm turning over to when I do the steps. And I have such a deeply ingrained negative concept of God, of what that power would be. Um, But this program, by doing the work over and over and over, 1 through 12, I know it's 10, 11, 12, but it's really 1 through 12, over and over and over, that concept grows evolves and changes and when I do that when I'm able to make the decision and then take the actions of 4 through 9 or 10 11 12 however we want to call it um, I get the care and the protection just like when I stood at that turning point and always the right thought the right action and um, my life turns out so much better so that's what I thought of today thank you for letting me share Thank
0: you, Reva. And we are now going to interrupt from our regularly scheduled program with a special announcement for Russ at, from Russ M. Russ, good morning.
10: Good morning, good morning. I'm excited. I'm hyped up. I can't contain myself. And you know why. Because in 39 days, six weeks, Newark, New Jersey is going to be on fire. November 15th to the 17th. Liberty International, the Marriott at the airport in Newark. It's going to be hype. The power of the big book weekend 2019. See, it's going to be great. You're going to see the family. You're going to see your friends. There's going to be workshops. It's going to be off the hook. But more than anything, what you're going to take away from this weekend is hope. You're going to take away hope. That you can keep on trudging the road. Or if you ain't on the road, that someone's going to help you get you back up on that road. And you can be free of this disease and keep it where it needs to be. That's the point of this this weekend. It's a spiritual booster shot to your program. So how do you do it? What do you need to do? You need to get on the phone and call somebody. Actually, you need to go to the website. www.visionforyou.info The registration link. Got everything you need to know to be there. Everything you need to know. October 24th, registration closes. So get in. That's only about two and a half weeks. You need to be there. We all want to see you. I want to see you. And when you come off this, you're you're going to be armored up, and you're going to have the tools and everything you need to grow your spiritual life. See you there. Love you.
1: thank you russ sounds fantastic all right
0: we're going to wrap up this round of sharing with lauren and lauren are you there melissa um you know what i got you melissa we're going to wrap up this round of sharing with uh lauren and no 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 that's okay there's a lot going on on this meeting today it is okay (laughs) all right so let's lauren are you there Yes,
1: I am. Katie, can you all hear right.
0: me? I can hear you, Laura. Let's have you go, and then we'll open up the meeting again. Thanks so much. Wow.
1: How incredible it is to hear us all sharing on Steps 1, 2, and 3. How long it took me to get Step 1 that I was powerless over food. I had to be mutilated by this disease. I had to mutilate my body multiple times. I lost and gained and lost and gained multiple times over 100 pounds in my life. Many times, many times. Had diabetes. Was giving myself shots in my belly four times a day was going for my second bariatric surgery. And I still didn't get it, that it was in my head, not in my body or both, I guess. Thank you, thank you, thank you all on this line for reminding me every day it's in my body and in my mind that I have no control over it. The desire or the willingness to believe that there is a power greater than myself that can help me with this disease is so incredible. Thank you all for being here every day for reminding me that I am just one of us, one of us bozos on the bus. And being a bozo on the bus is great because I am not alone in this disease. And thank you, I pass. Thank you, Lauren. Okay. So before we take our next round
0: of names, and we are going to start that next round with, um, well, it's C. Uh, I just want to let everybody know where we are. We are on page 59, we are in the second paragraph, here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery, and we're commenting on steps one, two, and three, so I'm taking names from people who haven't shared in the past few days. Please go
7: ahead.
11: Christina Jay.
7: Elise and N,
11: Elise N, Christina J, Linda
0: D. Okay, one moment. I have Melissa C, Elise N, Christina J, Linda D. Who else? Ginger C. C. Ginger C,
12: Edini M. Ginger
0: C and Edini. I am going to cap it at that, friends, because we only have a little bit left believe it or not. So we have, uh, and please press star one if I can read off our list. So we have Melissa C, Elise N, Christina J, Linda D, Ginger C, and M. If you are not uh, Melissa C and you're closing your door, there's a lot of background noise from your phone. So Melissa, please go ahead.
13: Hi, good morning. Thank you, Katie. I um I appreciate your service this morning and I apologize uh, to Lawrence for stepping on her. Um you know, and I'm and I'm smiling because um who would think that I would be so eager to tell you all how I was so powerless, you know, because um that is not how I felt, you know, like I I remember like I would lay in bed at night like crying because I, my stomach was killing me and I couldn't digest the food I ate and I was so fat and I felt so horrible and I was scared I was going to have a stroke. And, and yet I wasn't powerless at that moment. I didn't think I was powerless because I would cry those tears and swear that tomorrow was going to be different. And I still believed that I had the power to make that tomorrow different. And, you know step 1 um is really it's an ugly step it really is for me it was not pretty it was um you know it's taken i think really all alone it is an it's a real internal
0: <laughs> really
13: not a pretty moment you know it, it for me it was i didn't care if i didn't lose another pound you know i I, I didn't care um, if I was fat or thin. I didn't care about the food anymore. I just couldn't do it. And I knew it. Um, and I, and, and you know, and, and it was both disgusting and painful, but so beautiful. Because that's where I was, I, I said, fine, fine. I don't care. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. And, you know, and step two was, I believed that there was some, there was something that was going to save me. I didn't know it was God. You know, I didn't like the word God then. It annoyed me. Um, and, and yet I had, I had a spark of hope, you know, and, and that to me, um, it made mm-hmm. no sense. It was a power greater than me that I still had this little spark of hope inside me. Um, and it was bigger than me, you know? And, and then step three was, it was an agreement to cooperate. You know, I didn't know that I was going to put my life in God's hands because I still didn't have a concept of God. You guys were it. You were it. I said, fine. You sound like you've got what I want. I'm going to cooperate. And it really started there. I just started cooperating with any suggestion, any help that was being offered. And um, thank you.
1: the panel pass. Thank
0: you, Melissa C. Okay, next up, we'll have Elise N. followed by Christina
1: J. Elise, please go ahead. Elise n press star one. We're not hearing you.
7: Hi, this is Elise. Thank you for calling on me. Um, I think that um I'm hoping that this is my last surrender um and um you know yesterday um this is step one, step one, two, and three, it's appropriate for me, and I made a decision that um I was tired of being self-destructive and picking up the food. And um, I just decided I would do, you know, whatever it was going to take to not pick up the food yesterday, whatever that might be, I ended. Elise, um, we've lost you.
1: Police N. I'm sorry. So
8: I
7: got um Hello, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yep. continue. Okay. So I went to um this meeting yesterday. I mean the special edition meeting. I went to I listened to another meeting. Um I made phone calls, I did writing, I did you know, I made a phone call about my food to make sure it was on track and I did everything that I could possibly do so that I could get in my first day of abstinence so that I could get a couple days back so that I could start on the big book again and to have the humility to start, um, you know, doing that again and not, you know, complaining that I had to do the reading again when obviously something, you know, didn't work the first time. Um, Something didn't sink in, you know, the first time and, that that's what, you know, I need to do. And that's, that's okay. It takes what it takes. And, and um, that's, you know, if this is what God wants for me, then that's what he wants for me. And it's, it's, that's okay. It's all, it's all part of, it's, it's part of the recovery. And I, I guess I'm speaking to people out there to never feel shame. If you have to um, come back and not, have been abstinent for a while and to have had been and relapse and come back on this line and talk to not be ashamed because because this is where it's at. You're not you don't get better by for me, don't get better by just giving up. If I give up and don't work this program, I'm gonna die. It's a, that's a, it's as simple as that. And for today I wanna live and if I wanna live this is where I have to be. And this is what I have to do. Um, and I'm pretty grateful. I'm very grateful to be here and to have one day back because I haven't had one day back in a while. So um, just I say see. thank you to the sponsor. Thank you. Have, I pass. Have a great day. Thank you,
0: Elise N. Next up, we'll have Christina J. followed by Linda D. Good morning, Christina
11: morning, Katie. Thank you for your service and everyone on the line. What a great moment for me in time uh, to hear all your shares and to realize that I'm finally over the line of step one, uh, a day at a time, of course, because I can go back at any moment, but I have a deeper understanding of step one, two, and three today. And like many others, I um, when I got the big book, I carried it around for a couple of years, believe it or not. <laughs> I got it from an alcoholic who wasn't an unfortunate. And um, I, of course, went right to this chapter, and uh, I thought I read through the steps, and I thought, well, I am powerless over food, and I don't understand how my life's unmanageable. Well, I've got that together, so that's not a problem. Came to believe in a power greater than ourselves, which could restore us to sanity. Uh, the only part of that I got was came to believe that a power greater than ourselves. I, I had that. Uh, I'm already saying it's just this food is a problem made a decision, I already had that decision. As far as I was concerned, God was running my life. (laughs) So uh, as I got deeper into the steps, I got scared of them, Um, especially step five and nine. But the problem for me as I got into program deeper and deeper is that I just could not understand why I kept picking up and why I kept making excuses. And so God gave me uh, lots of rounds of relapse with that first bite. I always had an excuse for the first bite because my life was unmanageable and I didn't get that part of it. So I kept turning to this substance that was my go-to since birth and um, getting comfort and ease and then doing the one, two, three uh, as far as, uh, you know, the relapse and then the horrible remorse and then making promises again and around and around I went and I just couldn't make it through a day without... Uh, The food, and I found myself in the bathroom many times, praying, "Please, God, help me," and yet I would still go back. So today I'm over the line. And what did that take? It took those relapses. It took those first bites. It took realizing I have no, um, I have no choice. I do not have a choice. Food is not an option today for my restless, irritable, and discontent. A miracle that happened for me was Friday. I went to town. And I had a really bad afternoon. Things didn't turn out like I wanted. The traffic was horrible. I was irritated, restless discontent. I was hungry. Did I think of going to my foods once? No. When I got home, I realized I hadn't thought of going to my food. And that's true neutrality. Neutrality. But I work these steps every day. I work with sponsees. I do my 10s. I do my 11s. And um, I have come to know what step one is about. I'm powerless over food. My life was and is unmanageable without a higher power guiding it each day, and I'm so grateful. And you guys help me every day, and I'm just in awe and beauty of this program as it gets stronger and stronger. Time, enough. please. Thank you, and love to all. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Christina J.
1: <clears throat> Excuse me. Next up, we'll have Linda D. Followed by Ginger C. Good morning, Linda. Linda, I am not Hi,
0: hearing Hi, Katie. You. Hi, everybody. There you
1: are. Good
0: morning. Yeah, it
14: takes me a minute to figure out the damn phone. Uh, it's Linda D. from Connecticut. Well, I'm so happy to have a tribe. I can't tell you, um, but I don't have to. I think you already know how wonderful this tribe is. It's called the human race, and this particular section of it is my folks, people, like me, so I'll tell you about me. Um, I'm in a 12-step program about food because I'm self-destructive with the way I eat and what I eat and how I do that and all of that. And uh, and if I don't do that, my thinking is self-destructive. My whole belief system is shattered. And when I came in, I knew I was shattered, but I didn't know what it really meant. And I was an atheist, and I I meant it. I didn't want to be, but I was, and this thing better show up because I can't fake it. And um, I did what I did, and I did the best I could, and I've been in the program a really long time. And um, through the grace of God, through the gift of this inner power that's also in all of you and in all of the universe... um, i know that's real so when i woke up today confused though i was about what i should be doing i thought of all the things that people have said about don't analyze this thing linda it's garbage in there you know the thoughts the agenda and just start talking to god and listening and um god told me uh linda uh no Go that way. So I'm on the line saying, I went that way so far. And that way works. That way is our way. It's uh, the ideas turning my life and my well means, I understood from you guys, my ideas and my actions over to this care of this magnificent divine source that is so real and that is within. And so I'm doing that minute by minute if I'm smart. Otherwise, uh, trouble. And I thank you so much for being there because I can't do this alone. It's too scary, all this change. Oh, thank you. I love you. Bye.
0: Thank you, Linda D. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next up, we'll have Ginger C. Followed by Ed E. M. Ginger, please go ahead.
15: Hi, Katie. Good morning. Can you hear me?
0: Loud and clear, Ginger.
15: Oh, great. Thank you so much for your service this morning. This is Ginger C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. And again, thank God for every beautiful bite that I took because I was finally beaten and I was finally convinced and I was finally done, really done. You know, um, I think those 20 years of relapse in and out of OA, I was in pain, but I wasn't done. I still wanted my food and I was still going to manipulate it and figure out how to keep it in play. Yet I would show up to meetings and talk to you guys a little bit. Never really did the work. I think I did that purple workbook. Um, But that's about as far as I ever got. So we're not done until we're done. And thank, I'm just so grateful to God again this morning. Thank goodness I finally got there. Because what's happened and what's where I'm at today in my life because of this practical program of action, I would have not wanted to have missed it for the world. You know, life is about love and connection and being with others. Disease is is about isolation and separation, being cut off and in tremendous pain. And by following this work, I get to continue to keep a soft heart and open hands to all people because really that's my job, this maximum service. How can I use me today, God? You know, this step three, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt no longer Ginger's show but you know my biggest problem is my mind everything centers there i think i know a lot i take the wheel back i forget that god's running this show large and then charge and then of course i'm driving and the only difference between me and god is god never wants to be ginger but i sure like to play that part but just came to believe you know that second step i could not believe that once i finally Conceded to my innermost self, this head has to sink down to the heart. That I stopped eating these allergic components. I got honest. I got clear. I said goodbye even to cheese. That was such a hard one. Sugar was easy. When God spoke to me and said cheese, I really didn't, I wasn't happy. I will promise you that. But I was willing to go to any length. And I said goodbye. I had the funeral. I shut the door. And then I'm not eating, and I'm doing so happily. I never felt that before in a way. Never. Something was going on, and I liked it. This neutrality, this freedom. God, and like Russ said, be free. Life is too short. Don't give this addiction another second of your life. It's robbing you and keeping you for so many amazing, beautiful things that are right around the corner. So I pray you put the fork down and just get busy. It's simple. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Ginger C. <clears throat> Excuse me. I am so sorry for that. Um, okay, we're going to wrap up with Edini M. Edini,
1: please go ahead. Edini?
12: Yes, thank there you, Katie. You are.
1: <laughs> thank you for joining us. Good morning.
12: Good <clears throat> morning. And good morning to everyone, um, my beautiful... Spiritual brothers and sisters, my name is Irini and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. So, yeah, here are these steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. So I'm being handed a gift and I wanted this gift so badly, so I opened my hand. And I accepted this gift. And step one, since I opened my hand, I had to let go of something. I let go of the food. Step one is the only place where we talk about food. Let it go. Open up your hand and let it go. And then grab onto this gift. So I let go of my small God, which was the food, and I got... Thank you, God, I got disconnected with a love-hate relationship with the food. And I had to have the death of food. I had to mourn because it was painful. And I had to be honest. I had to admit that I was powerless. That I can't fight the food. So I had to surrender to the truth. And then... Step two, oh my gosh, I am freaking out. I have nothing. I'm not holding on to anything because I let go of the food. What do I grab on? I grab onto a new power. So now I was disconnected from the food. Now I'm going to get connected to a power. I'm going to start a relationship, a new relationship, a loving relationship, the right relationship with my God, one hand with God, the other hand, all of you, my fellows. And I have to practice humility. I have to know who I am not. I am not God. I'm just a creature. My creator is God. Thank you, God. And three, I make a decision to allow, to listen, to follow God, and help me take care of myself along with my fellows. So I have to listen and I have to be disciplined, and that's the death of self. That's ego reduction. And I'm building my muscle of faith, believing in God and all my fellows. So from the head to the heart, but with God, push it down to our feet
0: and become these 12 steps. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Edini. And thank you to everyone for making this uh, such a wonderful meeting. All right. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. The share ID for today's meeting, Monday, October 7, is 13497. That's 13497. We're now going to close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Uh, will Duell please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Keep you until then. Thank
4: you, Katie. all Recover Compulsive reader. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come.